ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Take Take Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 27th. Gage, Trent, how are we feeling? What's up, fellas? What's up, buddies? How we doing? Everybody, we recovered from a, uh, a, a phenomenal football weekend yet? You know, I, yeah, I think I think this is a great week to have a bye because we can kind of just ride this high for for a little longer than usual. Yeah, yeah. Speaking as an Ohio State fan, for sure. Um, and yeah, this slate's a little bit. No, it's not not quite as uh, impressive as last week, but I think that's okay. You know, we get a little reset week. I got some yard work to do, so it's a not good, the worst thing in the world. It's a know? good time for a bye week. It's a like I'm going yeah, out. I'm going out of town. Time. I'm going out of town this weekend. I got, I got shit to do during the week. So it's a good week for uh, Ohio State to be off. But uh, but yeah, gave it a few days to let everything simmer. Not only the Ohio State, but uh, a pretty solid day of NFL ball on Sunday actually. Um, Gage and I caught a Reds game. First game of the year. Reds dub. I guess they're technically yeah. still. I guess they're technically still alive in the playoff race. But not too sure about that. To be honest with you. Um, That's cool. We were there for. Potentially his last his, his last, last home, home game. Yeah, that was actually that was actually really cool. It was like a five minute um, ovation for him. He came up the bat and yeah, it was like it was easily every bit of five minutes. Like it, it was really fucking cool. Last, on his like last year of his contract, or is he going to retire? He, there's rumors. Yeah, he's probably going to retire after this year. And it was his last, probably his last home game. And it was funny because Chase was sitting there next to us, and he was like. You better not strike out, and he fucking struck out on like four pitches. I was like, "Yeah, Jamar Chase." Yeah, Jamar actually. Yeah, nice. he, yeah, he was. We gotta he, get him on the pop. Yeah, talk about um, if he's like actually a good receiver or not, or if like last night was a fluke or something. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, let's dive into it, man. We got uh, a lot of recaps to go through today. Um, like I said, a lot of good football over the weekend. We're gonna kind of split this half and half, hopefully touch on the uh, the big boys in the NFL first, and then we will transition into college ball. Obviously, talk Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Brian Day, Lou Holtz, all that good stuff here in a little bit. But let's recap last week's picks. Gage and I, 4-2. and two. Trent, not so hot, 2-3-1. or two, three and one. Um, Updated records, as you're listening to this, are on Twitter. Um, I am currently 14-9-1. Gage is back to 500, 12-12. Twelve Trent, eight fourteen and two. Not the greatest. Yeah, you, you gotta keep saying it. We say it every week. Every, it's a long year. It is a long year. It's it's long. A, it's just funny because every week it's like, oh, here's the bounce back week, and then here we are again. It's a bounce back. Week. The vision yeah. is there. The vision is there. The execution is just. Absolutely piss poor. Right? But we'll, we'll we'll be there. Don't worry. Yeah, I could have gone right. six college plays last week and been perfectly content. But because we have to have at least one pro play, I put Kendra Miller anytime touchdown in there just simply because he was active and pretty sure he only ran the ball like five or six times. So that was kind of a a piss poor play. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm all over the place because last week I I played. Uh, four college and two NFL, and I went four zero in college, zero two the NFL. This week I played four college and two NFL, and I didn't win any college, and I went two zero in the NFL. <laughs> so I think I just got to get on the same page. Um, but 
you know, I'm starting to get a grasp of these leagues. Um, you know, we can go through these bets really quick because uh, I do have one specific um, bone to pick. But Go for it, brother. Lead us off. Yeah, well, I'll just run through my, my plays. Um, again, 2-3-1, and one, like you said. Ole Miss Rebels plus 7. Um, you know, they were in that game. They were, they were winning that game at half, I believe. It was 7-6. Um, it's kind of going how I expected. Like, Bama's offense was bad. Um, but Alabama still has a, a, a very good defense. And um, I, I think Ole Miss is a little bit of a, a fraud, uh, to keep it kind. Um, Jackson Dart, you know, he, he might put up good numbers against Scrubs. But um, it's another, another thing going into Alabama. So... It is what it is. Couldn't cover. Um, I'm not sure it was the right side, but I still don't think Alabama's any good. I don't think Ole Miss is any good. Um, Oregon State, Washington State, under 57.5. Not even close. Don't want to talk about it. Mexico State, plus three. I was fading Hawaii, and they ended up pushing. They were up, I think they were up 17 nothing. They were. 14 nothing maybe? I think it was 14. They went up early. This game was at 11.59. Started, started at midnight Eastern, so didn't really catch it, but... Um, yeah, they they were up big and then they ended up pushing with plus three, giving Hawaii a, a big win out there. So up there, um, team total over forty five and a half at thirty five at halftime. They could have scored ninety, and it was funny. Like obviously, we're going to touch on that game later. As um, you know, Oregon and, and their head coach Dan Lanning was talking a huge game, and you know, at halftime, like we're not finished. And I'm feeling good. I'm cashing my bet now. They're up thirty-five to zero, whatever it was. Not finished. They're going to throw up seventy. Weird when he says we're not finished, and then he pulls Bo Nix in the fourth quarter for the last like twelve minutes, and they just decide not to score. So that pissed me off. Um, I think if Colorado like showed up at all, team total goes way over. Because Oregon has to keep scoring, but Colorado and on uh, with a complete no show, so that sucks. That was the right play. Um, you can't win them all. And then really quick, I did hit uh, the Colts and Chargers in, um, in the NFL. The Colts was my favorite play of the weekend, plus eight and a half. Um, I should have sprinkled the money line. All right, winners, yeah. Win. Yeah, I mean Gardner Minshew's a good. He's a good quarterback, like I've been saying on this pod, and then. Chargers plus one. I just thought they wouldn't go in three. I mean, that was a great game. We'll touch on it. Um, but got the win there. So, how it goes. I'll let you guys go from now. But two, three, and one got to be better. We know it. It's a long season. Long season. Gagers, four and two. First, uh, first winning uh, week for you. How'd it feel? Yes. Please. You were on some sharp plays, man. You were on some sharp plays. Yeah. Cue the, uh, Cue the clapping soundtrack because man, that was a it was a sweaty weekend. Um, let's see, Florida State minus two, one by three. Rutgers plus twenty four, covered by half a point. Um, I was on the same side as you with Ole Miss plus seven. Trent, uh, it just doesn't help when you know Jalen Monroe finally decides to play a good game and we just happen to be on the wrong side of it. I'm not even mad about that. I think that was one hundred percent the right play. Um, he also threw the ball to 10 different receivers. Who the fuck, who does that nowadays? Like, yeah, you usually have like your one or two solid guys, but he, he distributed the ball very well that game. And, uh, yeah, just not on the right, not on the right side of it. Um, smacked LSU Arkansas over 54 and a half with, 
with ease. It was it started off pretty slow. I remember Austin and I were sitting in the uh, sitting in the living room that night, thinking, "Oh shit, it's like end of the first quarter, it's three nothing. Like this is toast." But uh, those veteran guys got it done like we thought they would. So pretty sweat free there. Um, one of my more disappointing plays: Iowa plus forty plus forty one. I don't think think they'd cover that plus 14 and a half um we won't go into we won't go into detail there that was a that was a number i saw too big and i thought that was gonna be a really really ugly game but penn state is fucking legit i'm sure we'll talk about that a little later um and then my favorite play of the weekend was belichick and the boys going into going into new jersey playing the the jets minus two and a half and boy was that game fucking ugly 15 to 10 but We'll take it. We'll take it as we as we can. Um, so yeah, four and two week. It was a very nice feeling to finally be finally be in the green. Um, hope you guys tailed along. It's, it's this train's just getting just getting rolling. We're <laughs> we're back for blood every week. Hitched the, out, so so stick with me. Buddy's unhitched the wagon. Uh, yeah, I touched uh, I touched on my uh, Kendra Miller play. I, I just I didn't really panic, but I. Um, I was going back and forth between him, anytime touchdown, and Puka Nakua over on receiving yards. Both would have lost. But um, my second L was kind of bullshit. I had UCF plus four and a half at Kansas State on Saturday night. All week, Will Howard, the Kansas State quarterback, reports out that he's on a, he's in a boot, he's on crutches, he's not practicing. And then Saturday night rolls around, and there he is fucking starting for Kansas State. And that game's not even close. So those are my two losses. Um, four wins, as I said. Texas Texas team total over 31 and a half. Um, that was pretty – I think it was a lot closer than – I don't even know what they ended up scoring, but it was it was pretty sweat-free. But if you look at the box, like they scored only 30-something. So realistically, it like wasn't sweat-free, but I was very confident in that. Um, I had Florida State money line. That wasn't that was one of the best games of the weekend. Um, we'll talk about that one a little bit here later. Wazoo, man, Cam Ward and Washington State. These boys are a fucking wagon. Cam Ward is so fucking good, dude. Um, You're they were getting they were getting three at at home against a fraudulent DJU. Um, Oregon State as a team is really good, but I'm not a f- believer in DJU. Washington State plus three. I also sprinkled them, sprinkled them money line. That was sweat free. And then LSU Arkansas, like Gage said, over 54 and a half. It was because we were watching it, Gage. We watched like the first quarter in a few minutes, and there's nothing but a field goal. And as soon as we turned it off, points were just fucking flying in. So that was nice. But yeah, man, four and two weekend. Uh, my second consecutive winning weekend. Felt feels really really good. Um, hope the vibes are staying high moving forward. But um, let's transition. Let's not talk about college ball right now. We'll get into that at the end of this episode. But let's transition into the NFL. I want to run through some of these recaps. Um, we're going to stick with the LSU boys. Monday Night Football. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase get their first win of the season against the Rams. Um, Rams had injuries on the offensive line throughout the game. Um, Alaric Jackson, their left tackle, got hurt, I believe it was, in the second quarter, second or third quarter, um, did not come back in, and fucking Trey Hendrickson bullied Zach Thomas, who uh, came in to replace him. And then Joe Noteboom, uh, their other tackle, got hurt. So 
Bengals were constantly getting pressure on uh, Matt Stafford. He had no time to throw the football. The the Rams kind of abandoned the run game. I mean, Kyron Williams was dominant through two games, and he ran the ball ten times. Not really sure what McVay was thinking, what the game plan was, but it was kind of he got out coached, plain and simple. And that was a, a disaster class. Like that was bad. Um, he got out coached. I mean, the Bengals haven't really gotten much pressure this season, and um, Lou Anarumo was just dialing it up. And McVeigh wasn't even like he wasn't even helping out his left tackle that came into the game. Like there was no chipping. And Trey Hendrickson go one on one, and with the same move around the edge every uh, every drop back. I'm not sure what the game plan was there for McVeigh and, and the Rams. Um, no, I I don't think the Bengals look particularly good, especially that offense. And you know we'll touch on that, but Burrow's clearly right um you know whether it's the calf or whatever like he's just playing bad i mean he's got the lowest i think he's got the lowest air yard average air yards uh by of any quarterback this year uh this season um so it's just all dump offs it's all below the sticks third downs and, and long down and get four yards and they punt um really one of the most boring offenses to watch right now i don't know if you guys feel the same way so um, I wouldn't be be feeling optimistic if I'm a Bengals fan, and I think the I'm not sure what the Rams game plan was. Like I said, so definitely interesting game, um, but I don't I don't know what you take out of it if you're a fan of those teams. Yeah, um, quick shout out to uh, Chad Josinko and Boomer Eason. A um, a little bit a little bit before your time there, young book. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> before but uh yeah they had a little wow they had a little induction into the Bengals ring of honor um at halftime so i'm sure that was pretty cool but yeah i mean you guys hit it all hit it all pretty hard but i don't think i mean i'm reading a quote here from jamar in pregame saying that he didn't he didn't want joe mix or joe bro to play just because they know he's still not healthy and i think that's still the case um and I really think this was a a desperate scenario where in their heads they're thinking they can't go 0-3. Um, that's why Joe has to play this game. They have to win. But I know we were we were all texting last night saying like how boring it is and how how shitty this offense is. But like I think that's exactly what Zach Taylor wanted from this game. It kind of felt like a like an old school Patriots game with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick just like eating the defense alive and like going round for around and like finally throwing that knockout punch in the fourth quarter like like the Bengals did last night um like they knew Joe wasn't going to be mobile and be able to pull onto the ball and elude pressure and, and make those kind of plays that he likes to do and I think they ex- executed it perfectly you know they they didn't do too much they they took the check downs when they were there and seemed like they were there every play because like you said Trent dude threw the ball downfield a couple times and it was just very very stagnant offense but it it worked, and I'm sure that's what their game plan was with Joe being hurt and everything. But yeah, I don't, I don't feel like this like this team is back, or like the offense is back, or the Bengals are back. Watch out for the Bengals. Like I, I'm not getting that vibe at all. I think this was a good win. I think it was a much needed win, but it was also against a very, very underwhelming Rams team, like we all think. So yeah, I'm, and I'm, really quick, Austin, um, I say that T Higgins is dead to me. 
Yeah. He, uh, I needed him to get like seven points in fantasy, and he just completely sold um, drop after drop, offensive pass interference. You know, he, he didn't want to be there. Went to the locker room a couple times. I traded him the next morning. I traded him this morning in my fantasy league. He's no longer my problem. <laughs> wow. I just can't. I can't win with players like him. You know, I know he's a hometown kid, um, but he had to, he had to, he had to leave my team. So. What a hard hit you are, Trent. Listen, I'm I'm about results here. All right, I'm one and two. I'm falling behind the eight ball, and I need I need form. Right, I'm feeling the pressure, like Ryan Day out here. So. Yeah, I mean, you got you guys pretty much hit on everything I wanted to talk about outside of the the Rams run game and Jamar Chase finally got going. I mean, fifteen targets, twelve catches, one hundred forty-one yards, including a um, it was like I think it was a forty-one yard put, um, pass play down the right sideline. But um, you're right, Gage Burrow just he's not healthy. This was an absolute must win for the Bengals, and that's I believe that's the only reason why Burrow played. Um, Mixon looked good late game. And I just don't understand what Sean McVay's game plan was coming into this game. I mean, they just they completely abandoned... They ran the ball 13 times as a team. Like they, they completely abandoned the run game. Um, they were 0 for 3... Or, I'm sorry, 1 for 4 in the red zone. They just... I don't, I, I, I don't get... I mean, the Bengals outplayed them for sure. I just... I just don't get it. Like, they were in this football game the entire time, and they just – the play calling was not good. It was really fucking bad, it actually. It was horrible. It was really horrible. What, what do you guys – and really quick, what do you guys think about the uh, 2-2 Atwell play where he was ruled – him a touchdown. He was out. And then he was ruled – think was, he was out for sure? I do. I, I think he was out. It was really fucking close, but I think his heel was down. I don't know, man. If I, I had Gage, first touchdown for two, two, I know Gage did uh, too. Be... He's so salty. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's no. Well, you, were, have you had a parlay. I'm touchdown. No, Devontae Smith is dead to me because didn't Joe Mixon score score the first touchdown last night? Mixon ended yeah, up scoring yeah. the first touchdown. Yep. Yeah, I had Devontae and him parlayed for a nice little, nice little uh, juicer. But I, when uh, when like, who was it who scored for the Eagles? Zacchaeus. Like, yeah, it looked just like Devontae when he caught the ball. And I was like, yes, go, go, go. And then they showed him. And I was like, who the fuck is Zucchini? Like, why is he catching a touchdown? <laughs> <laughs> who is Zucchini? Wasn't he, wasn't he on the uh, Colts for a while? Wasn't he on the Colts? Yeah. Yeah, he was, with, Colts. he was with Matt Ryan for a while. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, Bengals are not fully back. Bengals fans, do not get ahead of yourselves. Um yeah, Rams just did not look good. But Bengals got their first win. Much, much, much needed. Um, other Monday night matchup. Philadelphia-Tampa Bay. Fucking throttle by Philly. Um, over 400 yards of total offense. DeAndre Swift is totally back. Um, one takeaway from this game really quick, gentlemen. And we'll move on. When the Eagles run the ball, no one will fucking beat that team. It's very simple and it's very chalky, but that's the truth. Yeah, I think my one takeaway is, uh, I don't. I, I think they should ban the like tush push. I know that's you love that, Austin. I love it. But uh, aren't you a big fan of the tush push? I am. I am. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's super fun to watch. Yeah, I think it. <laughs> it sucks, and I I hate the name of it too. Um, I don't know. It's just boring. Like I, it, 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 it all the suspense of the. 
of the play. So I, I don't like it. Never liked it. It's should, they should get rid of it. That's my take. I'll stay on. I'll stay on that topic, Trent, and I'll go the other way, or maybe like a little. I'll put on my betting lens, um, and I really hope all the odds makers are out there listening again. As I say, ride the anytime touchdown for Jalen Hurts until exactly until it's um, I mean, it's been last night. I got it at plus one hundred five, and they get with him inside the four, three, five yard line. They're going to run that play until they score. They're going to run it four times until Jalen Hurts gets into the end zone, and they're determined. And absolutely nobody's going to stop it. So that's my take. Um, ride it until it's broke, and Jalen Hurts is him. Moving to Sunday, Sunday Night Football. Pittsburgh goes into Vegas, takes down Jimmy G and the Raiders, twenty-three to eighteen. Um, I don't have much on this game, other than what the fuck is Josh McDaniels doing, kicking a field goal down eight? The the two point conversion was implemented in nineteen ninety four. The Raiders are the only team in the NFL since then to attempt a field goal in the last three minutes of a game when they're down exactly eight points. In less than five yards to get a first down or a touchdown, like it, it, it was one of the most boneheaded plays in NFL history, in my opinion. And then he was quoted in, in the press conference said, "We needed multiple possessions to win the game." What? Remember the? Yeah, it's 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 horrible. And you're watching watching that game. You're like, "What are you doing?" And it's the same thing um, as the playoff game with Matt Lafleur. Remember? Yes, he yeah, against um, Tampa Bay. Brady. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're down eight. All the way down. It's not like it, it'd be one thing if it was like fourth and fifteen, and you're at like the thirty. Like, understand the logic a little bit. Bro, he was on the eight yard line. Close. You get one touchdown here. You have Devonte Adams on your team, who's just in the whole game. Like, they cannot cover this man, and. It, you can't it just makes no sense and I don't pretend to like be smarter than these a lot of these head coaches but I say this all the time if I'm sitting on my fucking couch I know what to do and you don't why are you getting paid millions of dollars I just don't get it so Josh McDaniels it's one of those things where it's like oh he he coached with Bill Belichick so he gets a chance because Bill Belichick's smart doesn't mean Josh McDaniels is smart how that works so you don't just rub off intelligence on uh assisting coaches i mean he he was a failed experiment he was a fair failed experiment in um fuck. Denver. he's a disaster. Denver, yes thank you he's a fucking disaster so fuck think, you know it's not i love jimmy garoppolo but it is it's got to be hard with him under center um and I don't know if it was a trust factor and them not wanting to go for it because he was there. and He got evaluated for concussion after the game, so maybe this dude was on a different planet while playing. I mean, he had three picks. He had six on the seasons, leading the league. Um, so that'd be my take is, gosh, I love Jimmy, and he's so hot, but that guy is <laughs> he's strolling. He was 28, 28 of 44 for 300 yards, two touchdowns. Um, like you guys said, he threw them both to Devontae. 13 catches, 170 yards, do went off. But, um, yeah, when you have a head coach behind the podium who is putting your team in a position to lose, um, good luck trying to win ball games in the NFL. So, 
very disappointing, very underwhelming game. I, I didn't tune in at all. I just kind of saw the recap and was thinking the same thing, like, what the fuck was he thinking? But, yeah, poor Jimmy G is a... Uh, ah, and that fan base is tough, dude. Like, I can only imagine how they're feeling, but, yeah. Dallas suffers their first loss of the season. Cardinals get their first win of the season. And arguably, probably the, the biz, big biggest upset of the weekend excuse me uh arizona take care takes care of business 28 to 16 um dak threw a very dak-esque pick late game in the end zone to seal it for the cardinals um i i mean this team is not very good but that is i feel like dallas has one of these kind of games every single year where they're such a heavy favorite and for some reason they just end up fucking losing Yep. They tossed a, a five hundred dollar parlay here. I was last. just, I was just last. last. Yeah, I'm sure what we're not alone in that. No. Um, I do think like, and I saw, and I can't take credit for this this thought because I saw it somewhere, um, and it's really interesting that Trayvon Diggs is basically the point was that he is more important to Dallas than he would to any other team play so aggressive and because of their pass rush the most NFL teams just don't target his size side of the field because you can't work them to go deep because they don't have enough time um, and it you don't want to you don't want to throw quick with him because he's going to jump the route so his style of play as a corner really fit what Dallas wanted to do and now that he's not there it's going to really really hurt that defense so I think you saw it a little bit um, on Sunday, and uh, um, I think we should give credit to the Cardinals a little bit too. I mean, Josh Dobbs is—he's—he's um, he's pretty good. I mean, he—he's not—he's not awful. He's pretty good, and um, a lot of people made fun of their coach. Um, you know, after he was doing some weird shit after he got hired, but he's got those boys playing hard, and. Um, no, they might not be. They might. They might not be taken. Tanking after all. So, shout out to the Cardinals. I guess. Good win. Yeah. Um, sticking with Dobbs, he's got a TikTok, but he's pretty active on social media. I, I him think. And, him, him and Michael Parsons are going back and forth, which is pretty funny. But I saw a video. Of, he took the video of himself. <laughs> Went into the pro team shop. I, I saw this. Was going to order. Uh, yeah, he was going to order a jersey like of himself and they, they didn't even have him in the system um so yeah i don't i don't i don't think he's a good quarterback i mean there's a reason why he's been passed around the block quite a few times but he's a quarterback that he gets into a system and he he literally has like a week to learn the, the whole playbook so he's thrown a, in a in a dumpster fire every time he lands in a different city but i mean i feel like dallas like you said austin has these kinds of games at least once a year i mean they put up 40 and then 30 back-to-back weeks, and then they go held uh, to 16 against the Cardinals, arguably one of the worst teams in the in the NFL. So disappointing. Um, that was a Vegas special. Um, I'm sure that was the last. Yeah, last they have to clean it. Yeah, last like a millions of parlays out there that came crumbling down late. But I don't really have much on this. I don't think. It's anything to overreact about. I think it's just very, very typical of Dallas to have games like this. So, this game 
we could we could talk about this game and this team for hours but we're gonna do our absolute best to get through this as quickly as we can um chicago goes into kansas city gets fucking molly whopped by all the swifties and patrick mahomes 41 to 10 um bears have less than 200 yards of total offense justin fields absolutely suffered a concussion i don't know if that's an official ruling yet or not um we're, we're going to save this for when we have a little more time because we're going to dive deep into it later. But is just like Justin Fields, are we giving up on him yet? Or is just like what the like what's going on in Chicago, dude? Like, I, I just don't get it. Chicago is the worst run team in the NFL. Um, like it's a question which is insane because they were the best by far last year and it wasn't even close best what rushing team i don't know like no that's not what i meant i bet i meant like they're the best like i bet they're like the worst on team in terms of like operations oh okay 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 yes you are correct there like, like, yeah i didn't mean like rushing attack offense but i mean they're not good at that either which they were good last year you think they would try to build off like what worked last year instead of just do something completely different but i mean the bears just their their symptoms or their uh it, it starts from the top like it's not it's not one thing it's like I hire a defensive coach that's not good at giving up a good defense like he's never had a top 10 defense i'm not sure why he got the job he's not a good coach their GM, Ryan Poles, outside of the Carolina trade, which looks good, everything else has been a disaster class, like horrible. Um, and, you know, their defensive coordinator was doing some weird, as they labeled it, what, inappropriate stuff that him resigned. So, I don't know, man. Like, Justin Fields thing, we, we, we should save it for a different pod because kind of thoughts. I'm sure we all have a ton of thoughts. I'll just say that I I kind of said it when he was drafted. Like the Bears are the worst, the worst place to go if you if you're Justin Fields. Matt Nagy was their coach when he made it. Like the, he he has no support. They don't know how to fucking have you know, coach a quarterback. They don't know how to offensive go system. It's, it's just a joke. So, but we we want to move on. So I'll I'll stop there. I just hold on. I just think that was this game was the absolute perfect ending to a the most dismal week um, in Chicago. So I I don't think it could have been any better for them. I mean the week that they had just led up to that. So I don't think it was a surprise to anybody. No, and I did say on the pod that uh, they'd either either rally and win or get blown out by forty. So you're close. Pretty. So one or two results. I mean, I, I mean, Kansas City. Kansas City could have scored sixty points in this game. They didn't try. It, it, yeah, that's what I mean. They did not try. I just saw a video. I just saw a video right before we started of Holmes and Kelsey and all the the uh, the staff like looking up and waving at Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like during the game, like they they did not they didn't have to try to beat that team. That's the crazy thing. Like they weren't even trying, and they. I, I, it wasn't the biggest margin of the of the week near so but it could have been no. 
Uh, yeah, really quick, really quick. Look at look at spot here. Uh, Chicago going hosting Denver uh, this Sunday. Um, they're home underdogs to a team that just gave up seventy points and lost by fifty. And also one quick uh, one uh, quick nugget: Bears and Broncos combined to give up hundred and eleven points this past weekend, tied for the second most points ever given up between two teams that play each other in NFL history. I would have bet my mortgage on it that that'd be a record. Holy shit! No, second second most, um, hundred and twenty something, I believe, is what it was back in nineteen fifty two was the record. But yeah, man, Bears are in some serious shit right now. Uh, Carolina and Seattle. Seattle gets it done at home, thirty seven to twenty seven. Andy Dalton at the helm for Carolina right now with Bryce Young out, three hundred sixty one yards. Um, really quick, my hot or my take from this game is. Ken Walker is, I don't even know if this is a hot take. I just think it's a fact at this point. He is an emerging star in this league, and he will be one of the better running backs in, in a very, very near future. Yeah, my, my hot take is, it's not even a hot take, but like yeah, kind of like yours, but I just like Seattle. Like, I just like Rudy They're Forum. a fun I team. Like, you know, like, I like Pete Carroll. I like Kenneth Walker. Like the receivers, obviously JSN from from Ohio State, and um, you know Lockett and, and DK. They got cool uniforms. They played in a cool stadium. Just fuck with them. I like I like Seattle. Yeah, um, Pete Carroll was saying after the game that it finally felt like like the old Seattle. Like the twelfth man was really really in effect there. Um, he said they were amazing. They were loud. We need more of that each and every home game. Um, and that crowd, I don't know if it was all because of them, but um, Carolina had eight all-starts in the game. Um, credit to whoever you want, but yeah, that, that, that game felt like a, it felt like a Marshawn Lynch kind of, like, like that kind of team back in the day. Um, so Seattle, yeah, very, very nice bounce back spot after, or no, they won, sorry, they won in overtime against Detroit last week. Right. So yeah, they... They kept it rolling. Yeah, that was a good win. They put up a lot of points too. Like very, yeah. very quietly, almost put up forty. Yeah, and I mean, fun. yeah, and and I put. I mean, I I agree when they're playing to their caliber. Bengals receiving core is the best in the league. But those receivers in Seattle, man, they're fucking good. I mean, DK went off this week. Tyler Lockett, I'm pretty sure had two catches, but yet last week Tyler Lockett had two hundred uh, plus yards and two touchdowns. So it's like. Any given day, one of those guys can step up and, and be a difference maker for that team, and they're fucking fun to watch, man. Indianapolis goes into Baltimore, takes down my MVP and my Super Bowl champions. 22-19 in overtime. Matt Gay for the Colts, first kicker in NFL history with four 50-plus yard field goals made in a single game, including the game winner. This game was fucking disgusting if you are a fan of offense. Yeah. Um, I like this game, though, man. I mean, I thought, like you said, it was, it was a defensive struggle for sure. But um, it was a fun game to watch nonetheless. I mean, in Steichen. And, I mean, these, some of these rookie coaches are legit, man. He's for real, Shane man. Shane Steichen and Indy, who is just – he just – with his fourth down decision in overtime and it, it ended up somehow paying off at the end but um he i think he's a really good coach i think the, the guy in arizona showed me a little bit this week um D'Amico ryan's what he's doing in houston 
So um, I think the Colts have a bright future. Minshew should, you know, he's good enough to be a starter in this league. I mean, I, if I was the Jets, and I've said this ten times, but, like, how do you not it's about Gardner Minshew? Like, I'd be willing to give up probably a, mm, what, a third rounder maybe for him? Yeah. I think that's reasonable. No, I'm in the same boat as you are. There, Did you see, uh, what's his name, Carson Wentz has been reaching out to the Jets the last couple of weeks, desperately begging for a, uh, a tryout. I, I'd want that just to watch Carson Wentz play football because it's, it's hilarious. Dude, they'd be worse off um, with him than they are with Zach Wilson. I know. I, they would be more funny for sure. I, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, this game was a great game. Um, the Ravens did not play well offensively. Um, they kind of got boned by a PI that wasn't called. But um, like I said, the Colts are. I think the Colts could have a pretty solid season. They might be able to win that division. Uh, Richardson is legit. So yeah, I mean, I picked them to win the AFC South. If they can stay healthy, that team is solid, and I like Shane Steichen a lot. Um, another AFC South team. Uh, the Houston Texans also putting up 37 points going into Jacksonville, taking down the Jaguars 37-17. Our boy, C.J. Stroud, 20-30, 280 yards, two touchdowns, sack free. Shout out the offensive line. Uh, C.J. Stroud through first three games, 906 yards, the third most in NFL history by a quarterback to start his career. He looks really fucking good. Um, Tank Dell is by far his favorite receiver and it's really fucking fun to watch him catch footballs he's really good this team is feisty man they're a feisty team i mean i don't i don't think they're going to be anything crazy but you touched on D'Amico ryan's and they kind of play stress-free like you you watch them play at least on offense and they just don't really give a fuck they kind of go out there they sling the rock and they let whatever happens happen and they look they're fun to watch man they're really really good young football team our man and CJ Stroud is someone that like he's legit. He he I can't believe how much like sometimes like progression isn't always linear here and you know some games you're I, I feel like this guy just gets better, noticeably better every time he plays. Like he just he's able to like I don't know, I don't know what he's able to do, but like every every game he plays, he's able to fix his mistakes, he's able to just fix uh improve on his strengths already. He looks like top like five pocket passer in the NFL right now. Like he is, I mean these people up. Um, and it's not a, I mean it's not a great team. Like they have they have five backup offensive linemen. Um, you know, the receivers are all young. I mean they look they look promising, but they're all young. Um, I don't I don't want to say this yet. I still think Bryce Young will be good, but. It's tough. The Panthers, where they had they had the first pick, they obviously took Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. You mentioned Tank Dell. They took Jonathan Mingo in the second round. And took Tank Dell in the fourth, I think. Fourth round um, yeah. or third? Yeah, fourth round. I mean, just watching from what we've seen from those two guys, like it's not close. Jonathan Mingo looks like a, a running back trying to play receiver out there. Not natural at all. And, and Tank Dell is just a playmaker. All immediately so 
we said it uh, i said it last year with seattle like if you hit the draft you can get good like immediately it's kind of weird and and i think houston might may have nailed the draft so bill anderson looks great too so that's your boy i know yeah cj cj stroud very first pass in the nfl in preseason through a pick um hasn't thrown an interception since that first pass of his career so He's uh he's finally settling in. He's looking like he's been in the league for quite some time, and I am uh, I'm really really excited to see like where his bright future leads him. He's fun to watch too. Like, and there's nothing really exciting in Houston, but like when they show highlights and stuff on Red Zone, like he looks really good. He really does. That's all bias aside too. And he's more mobile. Like he doesn't run a lot, but like he looks like he moves a lot behind the line of scrimmage, which is what. We're not. We weren't used to seeing that in college, outside of the the Georgia game. Like he, he was, he was a pure pocket guy, and now he's he's running around the field and he's making plays. Yeah, everyone yeah. was hitting on him and like how bad he, uh, like how bad he looks in preseason and all this shit. And like, I really hope those people are are sitting at home eating their words now. Yeah, I mean, he it's weird, man. He looks faster in the NFL against NFL players yeah. than he did in college. Um, I mean, he just looks more instinctual. I think college might have been, like, too easy for him in the, at Ohio State. Like, he didn't really have to showcase his, his I guess, more off-script stuff, off script stuff. Sit back in a clean pocket and just dime people up. Um, dude, it's impressive. Like, you don't, you don't see this. This is, like, Justin Herbert-esque stuff. So, excited as a fan of his, obviously, and... I really like D'Amico Ryans too, and their defense played really well. It's the Jags, so we should. The Jags are are kind of looking shaky, um, and we weren't really buying, like we were pumping the brakes a little bit on that Trevor Lawrence top five shit. So he played one good game. A little bit. He played one good game. I'm not saying he's bad. I mean, I I I was on board with him taking us a. Uh, uh, forward progression this year not necessarily being an elite quarterback but definitely taking a step forward um yeah it is i mean it, it's still so early it's too early to to give a fair assessment right now but um yeah he, they have not looked good offensively the last two games um yeah i mean they're and defensively either i mean 37 points to to anybody but even they're not good right now. They, they got a long season. They play in a favorable division. They'll be just fine. Buffalo also putting up 37 points. I believe four teams this week. I'm sorry, five teams. One, two, three. Yeah, five teams scored 30-plus this week, which is insane. But uh, Buffalo goes into Washington, does exactly what I thought they would do, not necessarily that large of a margin. But they took care of business, 37-3. Ron Rivera kicked the most pointless fucking field goal in probably in NFL history to just fuck with Buffalo's shutout. But, yeah, Josh Allen looked good. That defense looked fucking legit. I think they picked off Sam Howell four times. He had an interception in each quarter. And Buffalo's been a wag in the last two weeks, man. Don't let them get rolling. Yeah. I mean, Sam Howell... Gage, actually, you go ahead. I, weren't you hyping Sam Howell last week? I was saying how like he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing in the role that he's in in Washington. Um, 
I said at the beginning of the year, like you have enough playmakers around to where you can just you can just get by by doing the bare minimum, and that's what he's been doing. I mean, that's why I started two and zero, and um, I don't think. I wasn't like buying in on the team or anything, and I saw a little segment on ESPN where people were like, "Oh, do you guys believe in Washington? Like, is Washington there?" Like, no, they're, they're obviously not. They have a rookie quarterback who played two games, and they're two and zero. Like, it's it's not it's not like they're on top of the world. But yeah, Austin, to hit on your point, fuck Buffalo's defense. I played against them in fantasy. They scored thirty-one points, four interceptions, a fumble recovery, and a touchdown. Insane, um, dude. They played lights out. I think yeah, I also, I'm not even going to get into fantasy. I lost by 100, and I you put up 140. You got I put fucked. Up 140, put up 140, which is good, and I lost by 100. So that should tell you a lot right there. But, yeah, um, to, to answer your question, Trent, I, I'm not really, like, bought in on this team. I just think Sam Howe is uh, he's doing what he needs to be doing in the NFL right now. Did you, did you guys see that play where Sam Howe, like, <laughs> he – it was actually, like, a nice play. Like, he got pressure up the middle, I think, and he kind of, like, made two guys miss in the pocket. He made two other guys miss on, like, a scramble up the field. He got, like, 25 yards. Got, like, completely sandwiched and then planted into the ground. I watched that video, like, ten times. It was so funny how, like, hard he fell straight into the ground. Uh, so, I guess he had that highlight. You got something. You got something against off. Sam Howe or something, dude? What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? That's your that's your takeaway from the game. <laughs> it's about how hard he got hit, dude. He's. I mean, just, I I said it before the season on the pod. Like Sam Howe is like Jacoby. I think Jacoby Brissett's better than Sam Howe. So that's not. But I also off. thought Washington would would tank. That was that was the vision I was seeing. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. None of us really know what we're I, talking I, about, brother. But uh, I don't, I don't have I don't have anything against Sam Howell just to put it on the record. Fair, nice kid. Fair enough. Uh, Mac Jones, I got a lot against Mac Jones. Um, extreme, Mac Jones, extremely overrated. But uh, he goes into New Jersey. Gage is on a minus two and a half. Patriots take care of business, fifteen to ten. Patriots have now won fifteen straight games versus the Jets, tied for the most consecutive wins versus a team. With the Chiefs, Chiefs have law have won 15 straight against the Broncos. Um, Zach Wilson is not the answer. I don't want to spend time wasting my energy on Zach Wilson because we do this every fucking week. But he's lost his last five starts, and in those five games, they have not scored 21 points in any of them. He does not look good. I don't care if Robert Sala keeps saying that he's our guy. They need to go fucking get somebody. This team, this defense is too good. To lose these football games, these close games, because their offense is so fucking bad. I'm sorry, their quarterback is so fucking bad. Garrett Wilson doesn't deserve no. this. I, I was about to say, dude. I was about to say this is thing you owe it to Garrett Wilson, who, you know, so is so gifted, and his career is painfully being submarined. Wilson. So, um, I know he was. There was a. There's a video of him like yelling at him on the sideline, but yeah, I mean, you, you're you're you have a generational talent receiver, and you have a quarterback that know how to play quarterback and can't even throw for 150 yards a game. So, get get this man off my TV on Sundays, please. Yeah, Sunday night too this week. Jesus, it's fucking bad, dude. They're so fucking bad. All right, Gage. Yeah, great. Okay. 
Vikings and Chargers. <laughs> I already said my bit about that game when we talked about it last yeah, week. I know, I know, I know. Um, there's not much else to say about. There's not. There's not. Was. There's not. So let's move on. He does. He he doesn't deserve our energy right now. Vikings and Chargers battle of the 0 twos. Um, Chargers obviously get it done at home. Kirk Cousins throws a pick, I believe, with 10 seconds left to lose that football game in the end zone. Um, both both quarterbacks played really well, actually. I mean, over 700 yards combined passing in this game. Justin Herbert, 40 of 47, 405, and three touchdowns. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 32 of 50, 367, three touchdowns in that pick that I just mentioned. Um, these two teams, I don't know. I don't... I, I don't know if these teams are good or not. I mean, Vikings, last year they're 11-1 and one in one-score games, and they're currently 0-3 in one-score games this year. Every game they've played has been within a touchdown, and they've lost. Um, Justin Herbert's now 27-27 and 27 in his career, including the playoffs. It's pretty cool. But, yeah, I, I just... This Vikings team, man, I want to believe in this Vikings team. I want to, but I just can't. I just... I, I don't think it's Kirk's fault. It's this fucking defense, dude. This defense is fucking wow. abysmal. Kirk, Kirk got sold big time this game. I mean, his his receivers were fumbling balls. And that pick wasn't really on him. I mean, you expect Hawkinson, who's like the highest paid tight end in the league, to uh, catch that ball. But, I mean, I guess my one takeaway from this game is these teams are, are very similar. And Justin Herbert's just like... Like if you just upgraded Kirk Cousins, you get Justin Herbert, I guess. So that's a great, that's a great. Take. That's honestly a, like a really, really good take. Because you got to blush. I'm just not, you got to like, blush him now. Like, Look at him. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just not like letting that settle in. And they honestly are so fucking similar. Besides the quarterback position, like I mean, with with um. With Austin Eckler out, like they're the same fucking team because Minnesota can't run the ball. Um, and Eckler's out, and neither can neither can LA. And my takeaway is, goddamn Keenan Allen, eighteen catches, two hundred fifty yards or two hundred fifteen yards, and a forty nine yard touchdown throw to Mike Williams. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. is ACL. These numbers, the, the box score for the Chargers is is so unreal, but um. I'm pretty sure Mike Williams is out for the year towards ACL, so that sucks. He's one of the best receivers in the league year in and year out, but the problem is he never plays a whole year. Um, just a big, big body that just goes to waste due to the injury bug, which sucks to see. But, yeah, I told you guys on the pot last week, good luck if you're betting this game, and that's exactly what it was. It was a coin flip, and I was back and forth, and it was a fucking a shootout until the very end, and we know Kirk's not like that, so... Yeah, this game this game was really really fucking fun to watch. Um, I just I can't get a good read on either of te- either of these teams quite yet. I just don't really know. I don't know, man. It's not Kirk's fault. I mean, he's got a thousand yards and nine touchdowns and only two picks through three games, but his defense can't fucking stop anybody. But uh, yeah, did you mention Keenan Allen? I mean, Keenan Allen's first player in NFL history with three games of 15 plus catches. And he also broke the record for most catches in a single game while throwing a touchdown pass. And a little trivia for you, real quick. Keenan Allen had 18 catches on Sunday, which was tied for the third most in an NFL hit, in NFL history for a single game. Do you know who has the most catches in a single game? Uh, 
It is in our generation. Played in the Cooper a- Cup, right? Nope, played in the a- AFC West with the Broncos. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Remember had, that? Had 21 catches. It's like 40. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that like a Monday catches. Night Football game? It was. It was. But, yeah, he's tied for third for most catches in a single game with 18 with Jason Witten, 2012. Brandon Marshall again in 2008. And our boy Tom Fears way back in 1950, first the Packers. Nice jersey. Yeah, nice jersey, right. Um, let's do it, man. Let's uh, let's talk Miami. Um, obviously a record-breaking day. Not in points scored, unfortunately. Mike McDaniels is too good of a guy for that. But uh, seventy to twenty. I mean, they fucking whooped this Broncos team. Dolphins seventy points, third most all time. That's also a franchise record. And a little fun fact: all of the Broncos have scored sixty nine points all of last year, and they just got seventy pieced in one game. Uh, Broncos are one of se- one of seven teams in NFL history to give up at least 122 points through their first three games. And none of the other six teams have won more than five games. Kind of, uh, basically, you're saying so much for my over on their pool, right? That is exactly what I'm saying. It was 70 to 20 with eight minutes left in the game. <laughs> Dude, two guys had eight touchdowns combined. And not even... 30 minutes after the game ended, Tyreek Hill was on Twitch uh, live streaming him playing Madden. That dude was <laughs> fucking awesome. Dude, we he did. probably went home at halftime. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, it fucked up. Mostert and that rookie, other running back combined for six touchdowns, so he didn't have to do shit. Eight, bro. Eight. Eight, eight chain. Touchdowns. They each They each tied the franchise record for touchdowns in a game with four apiece. Like, it, 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 just listen to some of these stats, bro. I mean, Oh, he caught two of them, too. Holy yeah, bro. Shit. Tua, Tua had more touchdown passes than incompletions. He had four touchdowns, three incompletions. Uh, inside the numbers, Tua was 20 of 20 for 273 yards and four touchdowns. We just talked about Mostert and uh, a chain or a chain, eight touchdowns combined. Uh, Tyreek had his 23rd career 50-yard touchdown, now 10th most in NFL history. I, I, this team, I say it week in and week out. If they stay healthy, nobody's going to score but this fucking team. This team is electric. They are dangerous. And they did all this without Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle didn't even play. They scored 70. I was saying last week how this line under a touchdown makes no sense. And I was thinking, oh, Denver's good in the first half. I mean, I hammered Miami. Absolutely horrible. I have, a, I have a hot take from this game. I think uh, I think Tyreek Hill should be the MVP so far this year. The cool. whole league. Over Tua? Tua's the favorite right now. Quarterback's the favorite. I know. Well, they, because they always give it to the quarterback. But I think Tyreek just makes this whole team work. Like, Tyreek McDaniel are this team. And, and Tua, I was thinking about this today. Like, Tua is... Tua is the perfect quarterback for this team, but because it plays like right into his skill sets, right? What other quarterback would you want to just like catch the ball and get it out really quick, accurately? I, I think Tua is the guy that you'd want here, but I think a lot of quarterbacks would look really good 
with this system and this team. So, and I think Tyreek Hill, just everyone's just so scared of Tyreek Hill. Like, if you watch the clips floating around, like, if they all 22, just like, just the fact that he's running, you know, anything over 15 yards, whole defense freaks out. And, like, they're backwards. They don't know what to do. Every time he catches a ball in space, he has a chance to get to the rim. And he never gets tackled. He just runs out of bounds. Um, I don't know, you guys know how I feel about Tyreek. Like, I think he's one of the greatest football players ever. So I think he's MVP of, of the whole league if they keep doing this. He I mean, won't win, obviously. I mean, I don't, win, but I, I don't think he is. I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think Cooper Cup should have won MVP the year that he would. Uh, he won the Triple Crown. I mean, this team's just so fucking electric, dude. They got guys everywhere. Like, And Mike McDaniel just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he just goes out there and he just fucking calls an excellent game. And next thing you know, they got 70 fucking points above the board. Through three games, Miami has 1,651 yards of total offense, the most in NFL history through the first three games of a season. Dolphins have 130 points through three games, tied for second most by any team in a, through three games in NFL history. The uh, Cowboys back in 1968 had 132. I just said it, and I'll say it again. When this team is healthy, they are electric. They cannot be outscored. This team is fucking insane. Yeah, they're going to give the Bills. I have the Bills to win the East, AFC East, but they're going to give Buffalo a run for their money. They really will. This team's this team's legit. My Saints go into Green Bay, uh, blow an eighteen point fourth quarter. I'm sorry, seventeen point fourth quarter lead. Take down and lose to the Packers, 18-17. Derek Carr goes down with a shoulder injury. Luckily, nothing severe. Um, he'll miss at least, I think I saw, one to two weeks. Um, Jordan Love's good. He's just good enough. Uh, Chris Olave is an elite wide receiver. I think he is taking that next step into the upper echelon group of receivers in this league. But, uh, yeah, we get Jameis for at least a couple weeks. So that should be exciting. A really tough loss for the Saints. And they still covered, too. Um, it's kind of cool. But I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what happened with this. I was kind of watching that game, and they are up 17 nothing, And then um, I saw Derek Carr get hurt. And then Jameis must have just done nothing for, like, four drives. And then... Um, and all of a sudden they were losing. You know, obviously the the Packers went for two down eight, uh, which was kind of a savvy move, and the analytics say to do it. I mean, it paid off for them. But I don't know what happened. I'm sure you were watching that game, Austin, where Jameis and they must have just went three and out like four straight times before that last drive and that missed field goal. Yeah, it was it was an ugly game. Um, you and I talked that the, the under in this game was was a really good play. Um, they, I mean, the Saints always really struggle with moving the ball consistently. Um, they're a big play offense, and a lot of their yards through the air comes with massive chunk plays. Um, I mean, outside of, of Olave, nobody could really get open. I mean, Michael Thomas did not have a good game. Um, he just, I don't, I, it's just something about this offense, man. It's like they're explosive, but. At times, they can just be so vanilla, and it's just nasty. And, I mean, they had – I mean, Joel Maul Williams is out, so there's really no threat of the run game. 
uh, Green Bay was stacking the box, bringing pressure, play after play. It's just, I'm not upset about this loss. I mean, we're two and one right now. I honestly did not expect us to have two wins through the first three weeks. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, but um, we're here. Um, unfortunate Derek Carr's hurt, but he'll be back. And it's not like we're getting a huge. I mean, it is a drop off. Don't get me wrong, but it's Jameis Winston. I mean, really, it's really unfortunate that he's hurt, considering I have a hundred dollars on his overpassing <laughs> yards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Future, which of course, and like I saw that happen. I immediately went to cash out, and they just don't have a cash out option. So um, that sucks. I mean, that was like the only way they lose that he doesn't hit that is if he gets hurt. Right. He's not someone that's really gotten hurt much in his career besides that one big injury um, when he was really young. So, I mean, that that's kind of the, the risk you take tying up money like that. But um, I think my one hot take out of the ball, um, which might be controversial given is Jordan Love doesn't move me. I don't think he's that good. And... Um, his efficiency has been pretty good, but just watching him, he misses a lot of throws, and there's a lot of throws that are wide open for him. Yeah, um, I think Floor is scheming up this offense really, really well, and I don't. I think I think it's a very quarterback friendly offense, and I don't. I don't even think he's played that well. His his uh, good numbers, especially his his touchdown to interception ratio. So. Um, that's my take. I'm not a big Jordan Love guy. Yeah, I'm not too high on Jordan Love either, but uh, take it on the chin, move on. Got Tampa Bay next week. Really a chance to uh, to bounce back for the Saints. Uh, almost done with this NFL slate, man. Almost done. Detroit goes into Atlanta. 20-6, to takes down the Falcons. Uh, they limit that run game. Bijan, Desmond Ritter, Algier, Algier, Algier. I hear his name pronounced eight different eight different ways, but... Jared Goff looked good. Sam Laporta, second round pick, tight end, rookie, rookie tight end, gets his first touchdown of the That's year. Good. Yeah, he's a dog. It's really good. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown goes over 100 yards. Jameer Gibbs, first game as the feature back, goes over 80, or uh, gets 80 yards. Looked really, really good. This is the Detroit team that I think everybody was expecting to see come the start of the season, and they looked really, really good on Saturday. Yeah, they did. I, I can't say that I watched any of this game. I didn't watch one snap, so um, I don't have much to add in terms of actually breaking it down. <clears throat> I think Desmond Ritter. Um, I, I don't. I just don't think he's it. He's not. He's not. It pains me to say it. You know, as a Bearcat, but um, and this is a real, this is a really quarterback friendly offense. I mean, he's got good weapons. He's got an elite running back got a good protection, really good offensive line, and he still took seven sacks. Um, he's just holding on to the ball, and I think they were, they were pretty much all on him from what I was reading. So, I don't know. Um, I just, actually was pretty optimistic optimistic about him after last year. I thought he played well at the end of the year, but it's not looking good for, for old Ritter. And, and I think the Falcons kind of fucked up because, like, if you're going to run this offense, you can't be taking Kyle Pitts and Drake London that early in the draft. And you shouldn't, you should never, you should never watch London and then like watch Garrett Wilson and be like, yeah, let me take Drake London. That's just silly. 
Um, I'm not just saying that because he went to Ohio State. That in general, just put, putting it out there. I know a lot of people will misconstrue that. I mean, he's better. I mean, it's if you know ball, you know Garrett Wilson is better than Drake London. It's not really rocket science. is better. I mean, yeah, it's not really rocket science. And I think Drake London's good. I think he's good. Like I don't, I don't want to say that, like Drake London isn't good. But um, for one, if they're going to run this offense, that shouldn't be taking a receiver this early. And two, uh, he's just not better than those guys. But he's still good. I think Drake London's a really good player. He doesn't have that top tier potential that like a Garrett Wilson. Has. Last game we're going to go into a deep uh, recap with. Your Brownies go into Tennessee, fucking manhandle the Titans, 27-3. Deshaun Watson looked good. Amari Cooper looked good. This defense was lights out. Um, I don't have much on this game because I want you to kind of take the floor and uh, go at it, but I will say one thing. It was fucking hilarious video I saw of um, Titans were going to double team Miles Garrett with the two tight ends, and he noticed that, and he just kept shifting back and forth, back and forth, and the Titans didn't have any timeouts, so they had to take a delay a game penalty. It, it was that was hysterical, but um, yeah. this Browns defense is is, is serious, but uh, the floor is yours, brother. Yeah, the Browns defense is unreal. I think they've given up like something like 469 yards on the season or something. I don't know if you have that stat. I do actually. Um, I do actually. I have it right here. Um, Browns have allowed 491 yards through three games, the fewest in the NFL since the 1999 Bucks. And um, I mean, you're watching it. It doesn't seem fluky. I know they they haven't played great offenses, but even the Titans' yards. Uh, Day, they were like difficult they were like jump balls to deandre hopkins where he would just like it was either a perfectly placed ball or he would just like moss the db um nothing was really easy like this defense is legit this defensive line is insane and they're getting pressure almost every snap you can't run on the browns so th- i mean this defense is it's crazy and, it, and, and i've been t- talking with my browns fans browns friends about this but like to show just how shitty Joe Woods was as a defensive coordinator. Like, is like marginally different personnel wise. They went from like one of the worst to like one of the historically best uh, of all time over the first three three games. So, um, Joe Woods, man, I don't know that dude shouldn't be coaching high school at this point. Um, anyway, the Browns, yeah, the Browns offense did look good. Deshaun Watson looked looked. Um, looked elite, honestly. Um, aside from that one clip, I thought you were going to talk about the viral clip of Deshaun and the uh, the backwards <laughs> pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like bad, man. That was bad. He was getting sacked, and I, I don't even know who the receiver was. That was literally like four feet behind him, and he just like, just launched it yeah. right at him. Yeah, that was bad, and of course that was making his its rounds, and everyone was dunking on it, and. Like, obviously, I get it. Like, Deshaun, you're going to dunk on that and whatever. But, um, like, balled out besides that. Like, he was throwing dimes down the field. Um, it was the best QB play I've seen in Cleveland in my life. So, he, he was he was diming everybody up. And the Titans, Titans defensive coordinate or the defense there, he's bad. So, I'll have to see what he does this week against the Ravens. Um, definitely a... 
as a Browns fan, I definitely feel more um, optimistic going forward. Wasn't I mean, and I mentioned this on last pod, but like Browns Twitter and, and everything was just in shambles because they lost to the Steelers. Um, and I was just trying to tune all that out because it's just ridiculous the overreactions. But I really feel a lot better um, after this week. So I'm feeling good as a Browns fan, man. I think I think our team's legit. So we'll see. Yeah, it's funny because um, last week against, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago, after the Pittsburgh loss, everybody was calling for Deshaun Watson's head, saying it's the worst, worst contract in NFL history. You know, he's a bust. He can't do this, can't do that. And he goes out and plays like he did against Tennessee, and he, it's night and day, man. It, now everybody's praising. I mean, I get it. And it's it's like that with the internet anywhere, but that that was that was wild. Yeah, I, I heard someone say it best. Like, the NFL is such, like, a week-to-week league. One week, your team's going to the Super Bowl if you win. If you lose, they should fire everybody. Like, yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. It's what and makes it we're awesome. Talk about, it's what makes it awesome. It does. We're going to talk about uh, Ohio State coming up that has uh, <laughs> definitely that uh, <laughs> element to it. Yeah. Maybe on times 100. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to that. So Yeah. Uh, last game, last game, Gage, your Niners, way back Thursday night football, go, or not go into, they hosted the Giants, excuse me, fucking throttle them, 30-13, to 13. Um, I was asleep by midway through the third quarter, Brock Purdy, I believe, is now 8-0 as a starting quarterback in this league in the regular season, um, this man is for real, this team is for real, this defense is one of, if not the best in the NFL, they are legit, and they are very fun to watch. They fly all over the field. Yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head. That these two teams were on the complete opposite um, like end of the spectrum here. Um, obviously, the best team in the NFL, the Niners, going against arguably one of the most least interesting, most boringest team in the NFL, and they decided to put them on primetime again, and I'm glad they did because every time they get on primetime, they're going to get shown why they shouldn't be on fucking primetime. Um, obviously, guess they're going to... Guess who's on primetime this week? Well, let me guess. Is it the Giants? Good thing they're playing uh, our <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, no so shit. Can, like, they'll be able isn't, to make isn't Denver... Isn't it Denver Chicago on primetime coming up? No, thank God. That's a one o'clock uh, game. That was a that. troll. I know what you're talking about. That was a troll post. Uh, oh, okay. That was okay. a troll post. It was like Monday Night Football. Yeah, I saw yeah. That. that was yeah. that was something to do with. Yeah, but no, uh, that was a, a complete all around um, solid game from the Niners on all three um, phases of the game. Brock finally threw for over 300 yards. Caffrey looked like a normal self. Anytime touchdown minus. 8,000, doesn't matter. He's going to fucking cash <laughs> it. Um, Devo Samuel, six catches, 120 yards, touchdown, finally found the end zone this year. Um, Ronnie Bell, first touchdown score. Sure, everyone out there had tickets for that. But, yeah, it was a, a complete all-around bloodbath, and I'm glad that these Giants are getting exposed week in and week out, especially on prime time. All righty, let's make the transition into the college game. Um, there were a lot of matchups, or a lot of, Good matchups over the weekend. Um, we touched on a little, a little bit of them in our best bets. Um, before we dive into Ohio State Notre Dame, 
Florida State is now the king of the ACC. I will sit on that throne or sit on that hill right now. They take down Clemson in Death Valley. Dabo's dynasty is dead. But we're not going to do much college football talk. We're going to do all Ohio State talk. Um, as I'm sure everybody knows, Ohio State goes into South Bend, takes down Notre Dame 17-14. to Ohio State has now defeated a top 10 team for the 10th straight season. Um, and they have a chance to do that two more times this year at least uh, if Penn State and Michigan keep winning. Obviously, Penn State right now ranked 6th, Michigan 2nd. Um, and then obviously if they make the playoff, they can beat a couple teams there. But um, watching this game, sweating this game, thought your initial thoughts, Trent. Gage, you and I were watching this game together, but Trent, initial thoughts and reactions with from this game. Toughness. 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 <laughs> Toughness. Love those kids. Oh, I fucking I fucking love Ryan Day and I and I and I and I may have texted you guys that we should fire Ryan Day. <laughs> it was I'm starting the- to think I'm like everything I'm I'm starting to think that I'm like everything that I hate about Ohio State fans. It's really it's really hit home. Um But no, like in all seriousness, that was a fucking I, you got to appreciate winning a game like that. Like, that's the first thing. Like, it's not easy to go into Notre Dame and win that game. Did they play perfect? No. Did they play well? I don't even know if they yes. played well. Yes. I think they played well. I do. I, I hate this narrative through the last couple of days that Ohio State lacks this or they lack that or can they actually do like, – oh, Hold on. Hold on. I'm, not, I'm not saying they lack anything. No, like, they, I'm, they, saying- I'm talking about in that game. Like, people talked about, oh, McCord didn't do anything outside the last drive. Or, you know, the run game wasn't good outside of the uh, the long Travion touchdown. Like, that's the difference between – that- Go ahead. Go ahead. What I'm trying to say is, like, I think they, they have a potential to play a lot better well enough to win what I'm saying is I don't think they like played near their potential of how good they can be does that make sense it does like, it does and I agree with that but the the difference with this Ohio State team versus teams in the past is there's a defense like this defense is in, is, is for real like we don't need to score 45 points to win like you can score 17 points on the road and win like so it's so it's okay if you know, McCord doesn't do this, or, you know, Harrison gets injured and we're not desperately trying to, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay, because, like, our defense is for real. And they proved that. Notre Dame, say what you want about not having any, like, explosive number one receivers. Like, they're a top ten offense in the country. And they have a quarterback that's been playing college football for six years. Like, and he's in top ten college football history of all these, like, passing records. And it's like, Ohio State can can beat yeah. any team in the country think, when they're when they're yeah, firing on all cylinders. They really can, but it, but this team is is different in the sense that not everything has to be clicking in order for them to win big games. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point, man. Like that's that's what I'm saying. It's like they didn't need to be, they didn't have to play their A plus game win because they can rely on that defense, right? Yeah, and that's not they a knock on. That's not a knock on Notre Dame. No. Like Notre Dame's good. 
yeah, and I think um, and Jim Knowles made a conscious effort to keep everything in front of him. And like you said, Notre Dame doesn't have big, big time, um, you know, explosive players on the outside. But you make them sustain those long drives, and you know, it, it's hard to do that. It's hard. They're gonna, they're gonna mess up on fourth down. There's gonna be penalties. They're gonna shoot themselves in the foot. Um, I want to touch about talk on the offense because specifically that last drive because I mean shout out to yeah shout out to Emeka Abuka man that dude dude made every big catch and he is like Marvin Harrison's the best and most talented player but I feel like McCord looks to Emeka Abuka every time he needs like a first down or like it's a third third and long fourth and long or fourth down no, you need you need nine yards. It's just so trustworthy that he's going to position his body to catch a ball in traffic, absorb the hit, the first down. You know who he reminds um, me of, and this is not like a like a like a yeah, like a. What am I trying to say? Like a, a comp? I just like their, their play style is very similar. Like I think of those Colts team that had Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning, and Reggie Wayne. And I think Emeka Abuka is the Reggie Wayne to Marvin Harrison. Mm. Like, obviously, Harrison was the guy, you know, the over-the-top playmaker, you know, the the guy that's going to get targeted 15 times a game. But then you got Reggie Wayne. You can't forget about him because he can run down the seam and get you, like you just said, 8 to 15 yards any, any, any route that he wants. Like, Emeka Abuka would be the wide receiver one on any team in college football outside of Ohio State. Like he, he is legitimately the second best receiver in college football. And it, it's just that he plays with the best. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I can't say enough about him. Can't say enough about um, Kate Stover, who balled out. It's just a menace and just has that dog in him. Um, and cord stepped up man like he I, I kept I was watching with a buddy and I and I was like I, I don't know man McCord looks like he doesn't want to be there like he doesn't and then he proved me wrong he shut me up he went right down the field made big throws on third and fourth down um you know he had a play where the the, the intentional grounding on the last drive was uh, one of his best plays of the of the night yeah yeah man because he was he was uh, he was sacked. Like he was wrapped up, and the strength that he showed, and the awareness to be like, I cannot take a sack here. That really just showed me that like he gets it, and he gets like the moment, and he's just a smart player. Um, and that intentional grinding was bullshit. First of all, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but that all that I thought that game was over because now it's third nineteen, goddamn timeout anymore because we had to blow it. We had yeah. to blow it on the shitty intentional grounding and and actually no i'm not going to go on this rant yet <laughs> no it's it's funny you mentioned that title give gage, you, give gage a chance yeah, yeah. I, I could talk forever i just want to stay on that point right there trent um awesome we were watching it and when they stopped them on fourth down and they yep. didn't use their last this is the out, point i was, I was sitting there i was sitting there screaming all the time out you're you're wasting 40 seconds and it came down like that Saved the game. I mean, they take that that ten second penalty, and there was fifteen seconds left. There was five seconds. You got one shot at the end zone, and 
um, it kind of just goes back to the point of Ryan Day and I'd call it an up and down game. Um, he had some questionable play calls that we all agree on. One jet sweep to the short side. Um, what the fuck was that? Um, running the running the ball with Travion Henderson when we need one yard, not the best idea. Bro, the ground game wasn't there. I mean, you look at Henderson's <laughs> box where he had 100, he had 100 yards, but he had that one big big 60 yard run. You take yeah. that away, he's he's averaging three yards a pop. Um, but when it came down to it, they ran the ball to win the fucking game and that is yeah get, you, i mean <laughs> we were sitting on the couch is, and that yeah we were dead it. silent and he when they lined up on on second and goal with three seconds left uh i was thinking and i swear to god i was thinking i didn't say it out loud but gage looked over at me and he goes run the ball and i shook my head yes run the fucking football and i think yeah i was thinking that too it's just Kyle. that was my that was kyle mccord's moment I, 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 no, he etched. He literally etched his name in Ohio State. Like I think a lot of people were on the fence about him, and I think that not even the game, dude. That last drive. Yes, really, that's what I mean. Really, really swayed a lot of people's minds, and especially mine. He didn't look good all game. Three nothing at half. It was an ugly fucking game, and it was a defensive battle that I know we talked. You guys talked about last time on on the pod about defense, 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 and it it paid dividends, dude. That defense was flying around it was so fun to watch and when it came down to it ryan ryan day put his his balls in a wheelbarrow and, and he called a run play with no timeouts to win the game and it it was electric dude uh, i walk off in football <laughs> unlike anything yeah oh and, my god and the fact the fact that um they put one fucking second back on the clock i mean i know it didn't matter but like like what are we doing like i mean come like <laughs> you're telling <laughs> Gage made this point while we were watching the game. Like, you're telling me that that play didn't take three seconds? Like, are you shitting me? <laughs> like, whatever. What it's just, like, that game was fucking awesome. Um, I did think it was over. I'm not even going to lie to you when they ran the jet sweep on fourth and one with about nine minutes left. Or not even nine mm. minutes left. It was like five minutes left. Um, yeah. I did think it was Four. over then, but, like, Kyle McCord is him, dude. I mean, he 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 proved that he that he can lead this team. Um, and we touched on it when we first talked about this game that you don't need to score forty five points or have four hundred yards of offense to win a game, which is what we've been used to for the last few years with Ohio State. But um, I want to I want to get you guys' opinions on uh, uh, Ryan Day after the game. Um, I mean, I think we're all going to be kind of in the same boat, but um. I think this was, I think what Lou Holtz said, t- questioning the toughness, 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 my team is tough, but uh, questioning the team's toughness, <laughs> and um, I think it was, I think it was just a, a, an accumulation of everybody, like, I just think he, he went after Lou Holtz because he was like, the most recent one or like the most prominent name like you know what i mean like he just happened to say it this week but it's it, but people around the college football landscape have been have been saying that for four years or four or five years now and it just i loved it i fucking loved it um if you're not an ohio state fan you're gonna hate it you're gonna think it's ir- ignorant arrogant cocky what all of this shit you're gonna hate it but buckeye fans we needed it we fucking needed it. Holy shit, we needed it. And 
it was like we were cheering, jumping up and down, hooting and hollering, and then he was like, watch this. And we just stopped, and everybody <laughs> went silent. We're like, oh, fuck. I... The, the Ryan Day thing. Like, this is why I can't quit Ryan Day. Literally because of that. <laughs> like, he, when, he, when he shows that side of Ryan Day, it's just like, how can you... you how can you not like this guy? Don't... Hold on. Before we move go on, Trent. Don't get it twisted, though, for all you listeners out there. Halfway through the game, or when Trent... Or when he made that fourth and one call, yep. text our dad and say, he should not... Or, like, he's going to be a hobo tomorrow. Or, I might have been tired, but Trent... I didn't say that, or, but or, I, I. Trent was calling for his head the whole game. Yeah, way through the game, and now you're on your. Yeah. No, I, that's the thing. Like I was, I was out. Like I was finally out because, dude, I if I had to watch them try to run Travion Henderson up the middle on a third and short or a fourth and short, for fucking time, it's been like two years of this shit. He never, not not only can he not break a tackle, he does not even fall forward. He falls straight <laughs> down. So there's no point to run him up the middle. Yeah, because was, he's not gonna he's not gonna get the damn fucking first down. Every time he gets hit, whether it's a defensive person or he runs to his own offensive lineman, he's gonna fall really hard and straight down. It was like that on that <laughs> that same drive where he busted the, he busted the one outside. It was on it was right before the fourth down. It was that second down run where he bounced it outside and jumped over the lineman that was on the ground. And he got tripped up and he would have scored if he stayed up. But that was the perfect example. He got like. He, like, clipped the guy's ass as he jumped over him, and he fell. Holy yeah, sh... It is, like, Zeus is shitting lightning yeah. on my fucking apartment right now. It is monsooning. Yeah, my dog... Dog's been barking about it. But, uh... <laughs> no, I, I want to say, like, um... To Gage's point about the Ryan Day thing, like... It frustrates me. And I don't get, like... I don't get why... He can't like Trayvon. Trayvon Henderson's obviously dynamic in the open field. Like we saw that touchdown run. I don't know how many players in college football can score from that angle of the safety. Um, so he's electric when you get the ball in his hands on the outside. But like, you can't run him up the middle. And I think Ryan Day finally realized it. Brought in Chip Trainum because he had Trayvon Henderson in on the play before yeah, the, on the that, game winner on the pass play. He was uh, Henderson yeah. wasn't. So they they brought in Chip Trainum, and at that point I was like they're running the ball, and I was thinking the same thing like run the ball, run the rock, and, um, and then they ran it and they scored, and Ryan Day did his thing, and I was a hundred percent back in on Ryan Day, <laughs> and it is kind of crazy like how like narratives work where it's like Chip Trainum scored by like care, yeah, and if he was a dick hair shorter. Like, imagine how different people will be talking about Ryan Day. It's like, it's literally, it's literally a game of inches. That's, that's, that's never been more true. Um, and it's like a, a storyline and narrative of, inch, of inches. So, um, yeah, it, I don't know, it, man. It's, and he, Ryan, Ryan Day needed this, man. Not only did he need the, the postgame rant, he needed a win like this because, this narrative that, you know, he can't win big games or, you know, he, he can't coach in clutch situations. Like, he needed a win like this. A win where it came down to one certain play that defined the game offensively. And it's just, I, I, 
I'm thrilled for him. I just... Yeah, and it's not even like... Like, whatever Lou Holtz said, like, oh, you know, they lost to... uh, in Alabama. It's like, that's a Ryan Day thing. Exactly. Ryan Day was in his bag against Georgia. They lost that game because... Kirby Smart called a timeout on a fake punt that saved in the game, and their kicker missed a field goal. I mean, they, they didn't lose that game because of Ryan Day. And then the Alabama game, like, they just they had had a fucking four foot eight or four point eight forty yard dash speed backer trying to guard Devonte Smith. I, I, that was that was on their defensive coordinator. So that's not Ryan Day. You can you can. Michigan game is really it's it's Michigan. That's what the deal is. It's just Michigan. Yeah, but I mean, so, I mean, it's it's a massive look ahead. But Michigan has not looked like the Michigan of the past, at least through four games this season. But um, but yeah, man, Buckeyes get it done. Um, much much needed win, and what a time for the bye week, dude. Holy shit! I mean, a win like that, and you get a week to fucking sitting in it. And like you said, Trent, if that was to go the other way, the worst time for a bye week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's right. what I mean. Like the whole thing would be flipped, and the the bye week would be even worse. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah, um, really is a game of inches, fellas. Yeah, man, it is. They get it done. Um, I love this fucking defense. I'm very, very excited for uh, moving forward. To see how they do against um, obviously Penn State, Michigan, but uh, Purdue. I think. It's just this defense really good, and I'm really fucking excited. Um, we have just a couple more minutes, and Trent, I know you've been itching, itching, itching to uh, to shit on Colorado. So you're gonna have, we're gonna give you three minutes here to uh, to give us your Oregon is a lot or Oregon is back, and Colorado's dead takes. So go ahead. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not here to on Colorado like I, I'm not a Colorado hater you were shitting um, on them all week I, just, I was just being I was just telling you what was going to happen yeah I guess that's true I was, I was telling I was telling you that, that it's, it's a different weight class with Oregon um, it just it just is man like it, I don't know man like did, did you guys think that game was going to be close yes I, I, I did I thought it was really? going to be closer than what it ended. I, I thought Oregon was going to cover the spread, but just from a football standpoint, I thought, um, what's it called? I thought Colorado was going to show up at least a little bit. They were in a dogfight with Colorado State. And now you got to walk into a top-10 team against a, a first-round quarterback and NFL guys on defense, a team that's – Motivated and pissed off at Colorado's making all this noise, and this story is about Colorado, not Oregon, who's been dominating all year. Dude, Dan Lanning had them boys fired up, bro. That's what I was, that's how I was telling you, Austin. If I would have heard all that shit that he was saying to the team before the game started, my bet would have flipped without even a question. Yeah, there was yeah. a uh, there's a podcast I listened to, and um, they were talking about this game, and. I kind of agreed with them. They were talking about how all the like the cameras and mics that go in to teams' locker rooms at like halftime or before games and all that shit, and like they catch all the like the coaches speak like this Dan Landing, like you know Cinderella stories over. They're disrespecting you, yada yada yada. Like 
I'm glad I saw that, but at the same time, it's like I don't th- like I didn't want to see that because now that's gonna like create like this narrative that like I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this with this take, but it's just like it's just weird because it's, it was never like this with the media in the past. So I think it's just all new to like oh you need to fire your player your your team up by showing them something that the other team said or like the other coach said. Like it's it's just never been like that. You know what I mean? But that's that's the Kirby Smart playbook. Remember, he was like yeah. talking about how no no one believed in believed in us against TCU or something. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're, you're two touchdown favorites. Like what, you're the defending national championship or champions. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. So just I don't know, but I I just as New Oregon would be ready for that moment. Like they knew all the eyes would be on him for for Colorado and. Yeah, I mean. Um, I think I think Colorado needed that. I'm glad they lost. I mean, obviously, I wish it would have been a closer game, but like, I'm glad they lost because now it's done with. We don't got to do this. They're gonna go undefeated. Bullshit. Like it's out of the way. I mean, it doesn't get any easier. You got Caleb Williams coming into town next this uh, this Saturday, but I mean, this this Colorado team is still good offensively. Defensively, they're fucking horrible. But um, I. I don't know. I thought dude. they would score. That's, That's why I, mean, I took the like, team total. I I thought that I thought they would score at least. Like I thought it would be like fifty five twenty one or something. Right. I didn't think they would be completely shut down defensively, which fucked my team total. Our team total. So, um, I saw a quick side note, and then we can head out of here. But I saw a thing on Twitter: Shador Sanders over under rush yards was set at point five. And I guess in college, sacks count as rush yards. Rest, or like, yeah, as like negative rushing yards. He finished with almost like negative fifty rushing yards. Yeah, I would. I can't text that. that. I yeah, because he got sacked many times. Yeah, I was texting like people. I, don't, I forget who I was texting on Saturday. Um, I went to the UC Oklahoma game and had a couple beverages, so I was feeling good. But I was texting. I just kept updating like Colorado's team total rushing yards. It was like. Negative 30, negative 40 total team rushing yards. It was like negative 50. It just kept going back. It's like every time every time I tuned in, he was getting sacked like twice. Or he was running running for his life, throwing the ball out of bounds. I just – it was a bad game. I mean, they went in there stomping on the logo and fucking shit talking in pregame. And it's like everybody's blowing that shit up. I mean, that ha- that happens whether it's Colorado or fucking San Jose State. Like that shit happens all, all, all over the place. But – they got their first loss. It's done. It's over with. Everybody can kind of calm down a little bit. They'll bounce back. Um, they'll be just fine. But yeah, man, what a week! What what a week! A little bit underwhelming this week. Um, we'll dive into the full slate uh, on Friday and give out all of our picks, our leans, kind of matchups we're excited to see. But Ohio State's back, man. Ohio State's fucking back. Ryan Day is the winner of the week in my opinion they needed this fucking win so badly but yeah man we're gonna get out of here we'll see you guys later in the week check us out on twitter as always take four take underscore give out all of our picks there uh, gonna get a little bit more interactive on there as, as we move forward through the season but without further ado gentlemen we'll see you later Peace.